good to be back with you. God's house always a good place to be. Amen. One with the other. I'm thankful for that. Want to take and uh, look at a look at a few scriptures, and uh, y'all be much in prayer for me. We're just gonna do the best we can, and and then uh, jump out of the way, and just uh, hopefully uh, Lord will just have His way, and and what we try to do here tonight. I don't know. I don't know if we if we realize just what that is. Uh, it, it might get it might get kind of mundane to us if we ain't careful. Uh, whenever we're talking about, it, we say, "Well, I'll pray for you." Well, I'll pray for you. Whenever we say that, what we're saying is, is that, and we know this. I know you know it. But whenever you tell me that you're going to pray for me, you're telling me that you're going to take my name and you're telling me that you're going to take my petition and that you're going to go before the God of heaven on my behalf. And that's what I'm telling you whenever I say that I'll pray for you. And uh, that is not a light thing, Brother Kenneth. That is, buddy, I mean, whenever we say that we're going to pray for somebody, we're taking a responsibility on ourselves and we need not take it lightly. We ought to, that ought to be one of the most serious things to us that there is to say to someone else, I'm, I'll pray for you. But uh, do, do pray for us. And we'll, we'll get started here and try to, try to make it through. 1 Corinthians where I'm going to be drawn from tonight. Uh, first chapter. 1 Corinthians chapter number 1. And we're going to start reading in verse number 17. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 17. We'll read down a few verses. And talking about tonight, just while I was there at the house getting to thinking about what we was going to preach, thought about the gospel. That's what we preach. That's, that's what we preach tonight. That's what we preach every time that we try to stand, every, every time that we have the privilege of getting behind this sacred desk then that's our message, is, is the gospel. And so, uh, just thinking on that, uh, let's start off in verse number 17. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. The gospel, the greatest message ever preached, no, no matter what the, the preacher is, is elaborating on, his message must be 
the cross. It must be the gospel. Then, then it, it will be. It will be the the message uh, th- that uh, God wants preached. Charles Spurgeon said this one time. He said, "A sermon without Christ in it is like a loaf of bread without any flour in it." Uh, can you imagine? A, a sermon without Christ in it is like a loaf of bread without any flour in it. And then he says, no Christ in your sermon, sir? Then go home and never preach again until you have something worth preaching. The message must contain the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. It must contain the way of the cross. Amen. And that, that is our message tonight. I thought about, I thought about this singers the world over and and authors and politicians they 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 have all kind of subject matter for whatever platform that they're on okay and and then sculptors you you think about the famous sculptors down through the ages and the famous painters and they they can make any likeness of anything that they wanted to the preacher and the the christian their message is one and it is the cross it is the gospel of jesus christ that that is our format that's that's the picture that we paint that's the message that we bring is the gospel and that of jesus christ amen so we got to have our message tonight has got to be loaded with the bread. Amen. And we need to know what, what we're preaching. And, and so tonight, the first thing, look at verse number 17. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. First off, preaching the gospel. What is the gospel? It's the good news. I mean, that's what the gospel means is the good news. And I thought about uh, Luke 19 and 10. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Uh, How much greater news is there? How much greater news is there to this world than to know that the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, the uh, God in the flesh, came to seek and to save that which was lost? Amen. This world was lost and undone. This world is lost and undone without God. Uh, without Christ, His Son, this world is in a horrible, horrible fix. It's in a bad way. But what better news do we have to tell this world than that the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost? Amen. It is the good news. It is the gospel. Matthew chapter 1 verse 21. The angel speaking to Joseph, amen, uh, before Jesus' birth. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. What a great message, amen. After, after 400 plus years of silence, what a great and fantastic message. You couldn't, you couldn't have brought a better, better message, amen, to this world. And you still can bring no better message to this world than that there is a man the God-man, Jesus Christ, who left heaven's glory, amen, became flesh, took flesh upon him, and came to this world, amen, to save that which was lost. Good news. Amen. Good news. Amen. Jesus has came. Good news. So we preach the gospel. Amen. Verse number 17. 
where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. What, what great news today. Where, where sin did abound, grace much more abounds. Because of the love of God, because of the Son of God, grace did much more abound than sin. We preach the gospel. We preach the good news. Amen. Then look at verse number 18. Not only do we preach the gospel, he says in verse number 18, he says, for the preaching of the cross. And so we preach the cross. Philippians 2 and 8. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. The most brutal death ever known to man. And listen, this world don't want to talk about that. This world does not want to visit a bloody cross. This world does not want to discuss a bloody cross. But friends, a bloody cross is exactly what got you and I secured for heaven tonight. Amen. Is the cross of Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, no greater message can we carry to this world than that of the cross of Jesus Christ. Being found in fashion as man, he humbled himself. Yes, he did. He became obedient. Absolutely, he became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. In Hebrews 12 and 2, still talking about the cross, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured what? The cross. He endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Amen. No greater news for this world. If Jesus did not endure the cross, then certainly I would have had to have, I would have had to have faced it myself. I would have had to have paid the penalty myself, Brother Eddie. I would have had to have faced down that gun barrel myself. But thank God and praise be to God uh, tonight. I don't have to worry about that. Uh, it's been taken care of for me. It's been done for me. It's been accomplished for me. And it's been accomplished for you. Amen. You'll never have to face the cross. Amen. Because Jesus faced it for you. Amen. Jesus took your punishment and Jesus took my punishment. What great news there is tonight. Amen. That uh, Jesus took my and your punishment upon himself. He endured it. Amen. He despised the shame of it. Amen. And he endured it. Amen. In order that he could win you and I. Amen. To God. Wonderful news. We preach the gospel. And we preach the cross, amen. What else do we preach? Talking about the preaching here. Look at verse number 21. We preach the gospel and we preach the cross. But look at verse number 21. For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. This preaching pleases God. It satisfies God. It accomplishes His purpose. Amen. This thing called preaching. And not just, it's, it's not necessarily the act of preaching, but it's the content. Um, uh, listen, anybody could get up and beat their gums together for a little while. 
and call it preaching. But no, our message, if I could go back to the front, if my message does not have Christ in it, if my message is not that of the cross of Christ, amen, then I might as well go home and sit down and shut up and never break this book open to preach out of it again. Amen. My message tonight to you. And my message, amen, God help me, uh, the, the, the every time that I ever get the opportunity to preach, amen, my message will be the same. And it's that, that Jesus Christ, amen, loves you and I enough that he came into this world uh, to die on that old rugged cross, amen, and me and you will never have to face it ourselves. Great news. And it pleased God. And it still pleases God. It still pleases God. The foolishness of preaching. It's pleasing God. It's talking about the wisdom of men. Look at verse number 22. For the Jews require a sign. You know, I thought about that. How many more signs? How many more signs? If the Jews required a sign, how many more did they need it? How many more blinded eyes could have been opened? How many more lame men would have been made to have walked? How many more dead people would have been caused to have got up out of the grave? I mean, how many more signs uh, did they need? I mean, it, what more could he have done? If, they, if the Jews required a sign, amen, he gave them plenty, amen, to look at. And the Greeks seek after wisdom. They couldn't get past the simple idea that in order to win a battle, the king died. That makes absolutely no sense in their way of looking at things in their way of reasoning things out, amen, it made absolutely no sense to them uh, that a king would have to die in order to win this war. Amen, but he did. Preaching pleased God. And look, look in the end of, of that verse right there, number 21. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. It pleased God because it saves everybody that believes it. It saved me. I believed it. I believed it. I, I heard Brother Hugh Hooker stand and preach on John 3.16. That was his message that Sunday. I don't remember verbatim everything that that man preached. Very little, to really, just to be perfectly honest with you. But I remember, I remember believing. I believed what that man preached to me. I believed what that man was saying to me. Do you mean to tell me that me in the state that I'm in can just come to this man Jesus and bow down and ask him to forgive me of every wrong thing that I've ever done put my faith in him and trust him with my soul and that he will forgive me and let me into heaven and that I won't have to go to a devil's burning hell yes I believe it amen I'll take it what a deal. Amen. What a deal. I don't have to go to hell. I don't have to face that. I mean, look what the old song says. Look what he did when he saved me from hell. I'll never, I'll never. This preacher told the story, and it might have it might have been Billy Graham of being on a plane. I think it was Billy Graham. Told the story of being on a plane, striking up conversation with this gentleman, trying to share with him about the Lord Jesus Christ, to which the man told him to just go to hell. He said, I'm sorry, sir, I can't. I can't. I can do a lot of things, Billy, but the one thing that I can never do, I cannot go to hell. 
It's already been stamped. Amen. My ticket's been punched. I'm as good as there right now, Brother Arnie. I mean, you can't listen. Every demon in hell, uh, they're as mad as they can be right now because they're looking at one that's got a big sign on a place there by Jesus Christ that said, hands off, this one's mine. Uh, I cannot go to hell tonight. And if you've been blood-bought and born again, neither can you. Praise the name of God. Good news, everybody. You don't have to go. You don't have to go. No way. Book of Hebrews says that he became the author of eternal salvation. And I put my faith in that. And because of that, and we talked about that this morning in Sunday school. For by grace are you saved through faith. Because of putting my faith in this Jesus Christ and in His finished work. We were talking after service as well. It's not about what you can do. It's not about what you can accomplish. Listen, it's about what Jesus Christ already done. It's about what Jesus Christ already accomplished. Amen. Listen, it's it's Jesus plus nothing. Jesus minus nothing. It's just Jesus. Amen. You want to go to heaven? Jesus. You want to avoid hell? Jesus. Amen. You want to get born again? Jesus. I mean, it's just Jesus tonight. It pleased God, this preaching. It pleased God because everybody that believes it can be saved. That God would go to such lengths to save sinful man is beyond my understanding. Absolutely beyond my understanding. In verse number 23, but we preach Christ crucified. John 19 verse 17 and 18 says, And he bearing his cross went forth into a place called the place of a skull, which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him and two other with him, one On either side, one, and Jesus in the midst. It's a fact. Philosophies have tried to rule him out. They've tried. They've tried to stamp it out. They've they've tried to reason it away. the The world's the world in it, their own wisdom. They've tried to reason it away. They've tried to. They've tried. They listen. They've mocked us. They've scorned us. They've derided us. They've belittled us. But listen, one day will come. Amen. Whenever they will bow, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that this man is who he said he was. Amen. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. I believe that's been said today too. Amen. Listen, it'll come when every one of these people, every one of the naysayers and every one of the mockers, the scoffers, amen, there's going to come a time whenever they will bow and they will confess to it. Uh, They'll say that it's true. Uh, They'll confess. But listen, here's the sad, sad thing about that story. They'll confess it. Amen. And it'll mean nothing to them. Amen. I'm glad that on January 26, 1992, I made my confession on this side of grace. Yes, sir. Amen. I wouldn't wouldn't flirt with the idea. If I was lost, I wouldn't flirt with the idea of maybe I've got another day. I wouldn't flirt with that for all the money this world could stack up in front of me. We preach Christ crucified. 
he bearing his cross went forth into the place called the place of the skull. He did do that. It's a fact. He did do it. He went to that awful place. He bore his cross. They did crucify him there. And one of these days, one of these days, they're going to have to confess him. Amen. And in that day and in that hour, amen, it's going to be an awful time for so many. But I'll not be a part of that crowd. And neither will you if you've made your claim to Christ now. Great news. Amen. The gospel message. The gospel message, the message of the cross, the, the greatest message ever preached. Listen, I'm not, I'm not saying, please don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that I'm preaching the greatest message ever, not because it's me. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm saying that any preacher that stands whenever his message is the cross of Christ and whenever his message is the crucified Savior, he's preaching the greatest thing that could ever be preached. Amen. We preach. We preach the gospel. And we preach the cross. And it's pleasing to God. And we preach Christ crucified. The wisdom of the world can't handle it. But unto them, verse 24, but unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. We know that it is. We, we know those of us that's blood-bought and born again, we've experienced that power. We know, amen, that, that, that Jesus Christ is the power of God unto salvation. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. And we've experienced that. If you're here and you have not, I pray that before another day dawns, that you will get on your knees before holy God and make your preparation. And if we all have, amen, then let that new day find us getting out here and getting busy to the business of sharing that gospel message. Amen? Amen. 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 Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, you're so good to us. Lord, we don't deserve you. Heavenly Father, Lord, everything good that you've ever done for us. Lord God, more than anything, the cross of Calvary, what you accomplished there, Heavenly Father. Lord, we just thank you. We bow our unworthy heads, Lord God. And we acknowledge, Lord God, that what you did for us there is your great love, Lord God, showing us, Lord God. Uh, Lord, that you just you wanted us, Lord God, that you would take such pains to, to be with us, Lord God, and to bring us to your sweet heaven. Lord God, that you would allow your one and only Son to go to Calvary's cross, Lord God, and we bow our unworthy head and we worship you for it, Lord God. Help us to be better stewards, Lord God, of it. Heavenly Father, Lord, help us to go out and proclaim it. Help us to go out and preach it. Help us to teach it, Lord. Help us to declare it, Lord God, wherever we're at, Lord God. Others would know that there, there is a better way, Lord God, that they would uh, hear this gospel message from our lips, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, to be all that you've called us and saved us to be. Lord God, help us, Lord God, just to give our lives wholly and fully to you, Lord God. Have your way, Lord God, and we're going to bow our unworthy heads and thank you for it all, begging it in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for your attention. Kind of short, but uh, that's what the Lord had for us.